I don't know about you, but we're always looking for ways to get our kids involved and give back in our local community. That's why we're excited to tell you about Student Visionaries of the Year, a campaign by the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, which is the largest nonprofit organization dedicated to creating a world without blood cancers. Student Visionaries of the Year is a seven-week philanthropic leadership development program for high school students. Participants form strong teams and fundraise in honor of a pediatric blood cancer survivor in their local community. I would love for Violet to do this program when she's in high school. This program is transformative. It not only helps students develop valuable life skills like project management, communication, financial literacy, and entrepreneurship, not to mention it looks great on college applications, but most importantly, it's also a chance for them to engage in meaningful work within their community and make a real impact on blood cancer patients and their families. You can learn more about Student Visionaries of the Year or even nominate a student at lls.org slash students. That's lls.org slash students. So, Mary, can we drive to the next location? Uh, yeah, we. I mean, we can. It's a parking structure, so. We should be able to park? Yeah, we should be able to park in a parking structure. Right. Hi, and welcome to Happier in Hollywood, the podcast about how to be happier, healthier, saner, more creative, more successful, and more productive in a backbiting, superficial, chaotic, unpredictable, fundamentally insane world. I'm Liz Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in LA, and with me is my high school friend and writing partner of 18 years, Sarah. That's me, Sarah Fain. On this podcast, we talk about being writers in Hollywood, how we balance a career and friendship, and how to survive the war of attrition that is life in Los Angeles. Today, we're diving deep into the pilot process with a pilot production glossary. We're going to tell you what all the weird production-related phrases we throw around in L.A. actually mean. We'll also answer a listener question about rewriting a script to fit within a budget, which has basically been our whole lives for the last month. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Finally, we'll share a technologically and fashion-forward Hollywood hack. But first, Sarah, let's check in on the status of our New Year's resolutions. Um, It's been about three months, and we promised everybody when we made our resolutions we would, you know, not just let them go into the ether. We would actually give updates. So how's the year of living sugar-freely, which was your resolution? Um, It's good. It's been a lot harder since our pilot got picked up. Yeah, I have been amazed and impressed at your ability not to eat sugar during, you know, what's one of the most stressful periods of our lives. I've been eating a lot of gluten-free corn chips, okay. which don't have sugar. But I've only had one of my 10 sugar days. You know, I allotted myself 10 days over right. the whole year to have sugar. Um, and it was an accident. I, after a long, exhausting day, ordered something like a gluten-free um, turkey Reuben, mm-hmm. which I had ordered before, just like not really processing that like Russian dressing would be on it and Russian uh. dressing is loaded with sugar. And it came and I was just like too tired to Deal. like think of any other options. So I was just like, screw it. This is one of my days. <laughs> <laughs> I ate the sandwich. I took Violet to Menchie's. We Aww. had some frozen yogurt. <laughs> Um, and I was just like, oh, well. So 
That was, I don't know, that was like a month ago. Well, three months in, one day, I mean, you got nine days left. Yeah, You're doing great. Thank you. Now, how are you doing on your weighing yourself every day? Well, I have weighed myself every day. Nice. Um, and I added to it that I have to write it down because I realized oh. there's kind of no point if you don't write it down because right. it doesn't mean anything if you're not <laughs> keeping track. Yeah. Um, so I have a little, like, yellow Post-it pad in my closet and a pen, and every morning I weigh myself and then I write it down. So here's what I'll say. I haven't lost weight, uh-huh. which I thought I would, but I haven't gained weight. You know what? So, We're doing a pilot. That is miraculous. Yeah, I'm kind of like, if I could get through this without gaining weight, I mean, I, I you know, it's like that thing where you fluctuate between like three pounds, yeah. you know, every week, kind yeah. of depending, like up and down, <laughs> but it's the same. Right. So at least I've stopped gaining. Right. So, you know, the madness hopefully has stopped and I can go the other direction. So it's, I'd say, half successful. I would call that a massive success. Well, I'm at least doing it. That's good. Anyway, so good for us, Sarah. Yeah. Good for us. I think we feel very accountable having the podcast, so it's helping us. For sure. And we hope our listeners are doing doing well with their New Year's resolutions as well. Yes. Let us know. Yes, let us know. Email us at uh, happierinhollywood at gmail.com or join our Facebook group. Sarah, as everybody I think knows now, if they've ever listened to this show, um, <laughs> we're working on a pilot with Marsha Clark uh, for ABC called The Fix. And we want everyone to get out their phones, laptops, iPads, etc., and follow us at The Fix Writers, all one word, for updates and info. Yeah, so that's on Twitter, at The Fix Writers. Um, and Sarah, you know, we haven't even talked about our amazing cast yet. I know. Should we say who we have in we, our pilot? Yes. I mean, first of all, we have to start with Armaya, our lead character, who's the incredible Robin Tunney. We're unbelievably excited. Oh, my God. She's so great. She's perfect. She's like exactly what I pictured. And then as the lawyer who she is going head to head with, we have Scott Cohen. Um, He's known in the script as the Wolfman. And Uh Scott Cohen (laughs) just could not nail that more. Yes, he is the Wolfman. Yes. And then Sevi Johnson, who is her nemesis, who murdered his ex-wife and her friend, eight years ago and who was suspected of murdering again. We have Adewale Akinwoye Agbaje. I think <laughs> I did okay on that. Um, for Andre, Maya's partner, Adam Rayner. For her best friend and DA investigator, we have Marin Dungey, who, like... We've been fans of since Alias. Yes, for so long. We're thrilled we get to work with her. Brecken Meyer is the DA. Yeah, he is so funny. He's hilarious and amazing. And then Maya's very handsome cowboy boyfriend is Mark Blucas. Yeah, who worked on Buffy. Yeah, it's so nice to like really cross paths with him finally. Because we didn't work on Buffy. Right. We just like we just liked felt him like there. we did. Yeah. <laughs> and then for her sort of office nemesis, we have Mausam Makar. And as Sevi's ex, we have Robin Givens, who is unbelievably amazing. Yeah, another person we've wanted to work with for years. So we couldn't be more thrilled with this cast, and we can't wait to see the pilot come together. Yes. It's thrilling, I guess, is the word I would use. Yeah. Coming up, our pilot production glossary. But first, this ad break. 
Okay, Liz, here's some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, multiple systems, delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs, you cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems, and you improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash Hollywood. NetSuite.com slash Hollywood. NetSuite.com slash Hollywood. All right, Liz, now it's time for our segment from the treadmill desks of, in which we discuss what's most pressing in our work psyches this week. And this week, it's the pilot production glossary. Yes, we're deep into production, and there's so much vocabulary we didn't know when we first moved to Hollywood, and we're still learning it. Yes, and it can be really traumatic when people are kind of throwing around these words and you don't know what they mean. The first time, for example, we came across the term swing set. Mm-hmm. We were in a meeting. It was our first. We were, we were doing a freelance. It wasn't even like a real job. It was just a freelance for a show called Just Deal. And we were sitting down with the executive producer, who was this amazing woman. Um, and she was saying, you know, well, we only have one swing set, so we can't do this and we can't. And, and like, I had a panic attack yeah. in the meeting. I was sitting there having a panic attack because I was like, I don't know what the hell she's talking about. I was, we were so... Well, I was going to say we were so young. We weren't that young. But it it feels like we were so young. We were um, so green. We were so green, for sure. Yes. We thought a swing set was a swing set. Like, why are they shooting everything on us? <laughs> like, people swinging. With that slides seems and very odd. <laughs> of course, what a swing set actually is, is a set on a stage that can be turned into different things. So if you need it to be a bedroom, great. Move out the bedroom stuff, turn it into something else. Move out that stuff, turn it into a restaurant. Yeah. Hotel room, whatever. You, it just it changes every episode. Yeah, depending on what you need. So now you know. That's what a swing set is. All our listeners can avoid that particular panic attack. Okay. So let's go through some of our other official pilot production glossary terms. Yes. There's story conference. Um, Now, a story conference is what in the past was referred to as a table read. It's when all the cast comes together and reads the script for all of the executives for the first time. Yes. And sometimes after table reads, and this is why it's so nerve-wracking, actors will get recast. Sometimes people show up and don't understand that it's a performance, so they're not kind of really delivering and people get really worried. We have had actors recast after table reads before. Yes. Um, it didn't happen this time. Yeah, luckily in this table <laughs> read, everybody nailed it. Yeah, <laughs> thank God. Um, okay, next pilot glossary term, design meeting. Yes. Now, the design meeting is when it's um, a couple of weeks before you start shooting 
And the it's really a director's uh, sort of meeting. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the, that's really where they shine and the costumer often. But it's when you present a sort of pictures to the studio and the network of what you want the pilot to look like. And um, the director takes them through their visual vision of what the show will be. So Larissa Kondraki, our director, um, did a fabulous job. She really um, did. Taking everybody through her vision. And we played some music from the composer we're going to use under part of it. So people got a sense of what the show would sound like. And then we showed wardrobe photos um, and our costume designer sort of took everybody through the vision for the characters looks we played needle drops that yes. are that they're not exactly what we're going to use in the pilot but they represent the feeling yes. that we want to capture at the beginning and at the end needle drops Another pilot glossary term yeah. um, means just music that already exists. Like songs. A song you'd hear on the radio. Yeah. So that's the design meeting. Happens for every pilot. And then there's the concept meeting. And the concept meeting, it's like a pre-production meeting, basically. And we'll get to what a production meeting is. <laughs> the concept meeting is the first time the whole group, like the first AD, which is the first assistant director, the production designer, all the different key members of the all crew. All the department heads. The department heads um, and the producers and executives sit down and go through the script and just get a sense of what we're doing, what we're going to need extras, you know, cranes, all this stuff. Right. It's sort of the first opportunity for the crew to ask questions of the producers. Yeah. After that, a couple of weeks after the concept meeting, everyone's gone off now, done their work, done a tech scout. Uh, tech scout's another phrase. We have so many. They just keep popping We up. talked about tech scouts already. The crew goes to the different locations where we're shooting and figures out how many lights they're going to need, how many cameras, where the cables will go, all that kind of stuff. Anyway, so the production meeting is when you really have nailed all this stuff down and everybody's just going through it and making sure that we're all on the same page and asking any final questions. Yes. And then another fun pilot term is BS&P, Broadcast Standards and what is it? Practices. And Practices. <laughs> you just know BS&P yes. and, like, your blood runs cold. <laughs> Our BS&P person, by the way, is so nice. She introduced herself to me They're at the story so conference. Nice. And um, she was very, very nice person. Yes. But anyway, BS&P are the people who send you basically memos about what you have you can't say in the script so maybe it's the brand of something like we wanted to use glenlivet um and we can't say glenlivet or see a glenlivet bottle just because that's just um i think it would be perceived as advertising and they also like we had someone driving and answering the phone like picking up the phone and answering it and they're the people who say nope sorry that's not safe we don't kind of show that on our network so yeah. you have to change that. And there are the people when you have a character going, Jesus, they say, <laughs> you can't say that. Right. You can only say Jesus, you know. <laughs> in a religious in way. In a religious yeah. way, yeah. So that's, you know, and sometimes you push back and they, you know, you can have a little wiggle room. But um, it's just kind of one of those things that comes down the pike. So they look at every draft to make sure you haven't tried to slip something back in. <laughs> then there's the one-liner, Yes. That's the schedule, basically, of what you're shooting every day. So we have, it's um, usually, you know, 
10 pages or something. And it's um, it goes through like on Monday, we are starting in this location. We will shoot this scene. It's this much time allotted. And then we'll go to this scene and then this scene and then this scene. So we all know what costumes we are needed for that day. We know who has to be there. We know what we need to get done. And it changes a lot. And the one-liner is like the document by which we all live and yes, die yes. Um, before and during production. And every single line on it is called a strip. Mm. And if there are a lot of strips, a.k.a. scenes, on a given day, it's like, okay, how are we going to get through all yes, this? Yes, um, And we're often asked to cut strips. So, like, can you cut any of these strips, meaning cut these scenes because it's too much for us to shoot? Yeah. And we're like, sure, we can cut a strip. Can we cut a scene? Not so much. Yes. (laughs) That's why they call them strips, so it doesn't feel so painful. Exactly. (laughs) And then, Sarah, there's day out of days, which I still don't fully understand. Can you explain to me what a day out of days is? I'm not sure that I can, but (laughs) I'll try. try. (laughs) It's basically a sheet that kind of outlines every single character and what their start date is and what their finish date is and every day that they're working and every day that they're on hold and every day that they're off. Mm. That's my super loosey-goosey description of it. But it's a way to look at one sheet of paper and see when everyone's working and when they're not. Right. And then you can go, if you, because a lot of times we have to switch things around. Yeah. So you go, oh, that actor, you know, isn't available that day. We can't put the scene there. Right. Although hopefully in a pilot, an actor is available every day. But, you know, things, there are exceptions to that. Yes. And speaking of actors, this is one of the terms that we have heard a lot this year that I hadn't really heard before and I love engaging. Yes. engaging and what you would think of as negotiating right but it's when an actor when you're trying to get an actor and they decide yes they want to do the part you hear they're engaging and that means oh my god that means their agent is basically engaging with business affairs to talk about making a deal and once they start engaging they usually make a deal yeah it's it's somewhat rare that they don't make a deal once they start engaging although it does happen yeah and then the end of the engaging process is closed. Yes. You get an email that says, like, Robin Tunney closed. And that means, oh, thank God, her deal <laughs> made. We have our person. It's like, okay, this is happening. And I think once something's closed, like, say we had a character that we decided to cut from the script for whatever reason, time or whatever, if we'd already closed on that actor, I believe we would have to pay them anyway. Yes. So it's like once you've closed, that's it. Yeah. Usually that is a big celebratory moment for us. Yes. <laughs> there are lots of exclamation points going back and forth once we hear an actor yes. close. Yays and woohoo! Feels like a long time ago now that we were waiting for everybody's deals to close, doesn't I know. it? Like, yeah. And it wasn't, but it feels like another lifetime. <laughs> You know, I don't know if that's interesting for people. I love finding out the lingo and the jargon of different Mm -hmm. people's jobs. Yes. Even if it's like something I don't, you know, like being a chef. You know, it's just interesting to hear to me the language people use because it's like an insight into what they do every day. Totally. So hopefully others also find that interesting. Yeah. And if you have a job with lingo that we don't know, send us an email. I'd love to hear Yes, especially if it's something that we could then incorporate into our life. Yeah, that'd be fun. Coming up, a listener question. But first, this ad break. 
Liz, there is nothing I love more than having a delicious meal that I didn't have to cook, which is why I have been getting no prep, no mess meals from Factor. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Last night, I had blackened salmon with broccoli and with cauliflower rice. It was so delicious. It was the perfect dinner. Head to factormeals.com slash HIH50 and use code HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code HIH50 at factormeals.com slash HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Okay, Sarah, it is time for a listener question. This one comes from Mahan, who wrote, when you're making changes and cuts because of budgeting, what is the first thing to go, the last thing to go, or something you won't budge on? What helps you meet the budget, and are these things you discuss with network or studio executives? Well, that is an excellent question. (laughs) That is somebody who really understands the process. Yes. And boy, yes, we discuss it with the studio and with the network. In detail. Nonstop. Yeah. Um, The first thing to go is anything that feels like it's really not important for the story. For example, in this show, we had a scene of Maya walking across a lobby. And that was going to be a pain to shoot. Out it goes. Out it goes. And then you start thinking, okay, are there any scenes that we might like but don't really advance the story? Like, even if there's dialogue and multiple characters in them. And there's different ways to save money. I mean, there's cutting an expensive location is a big way to save money. What are other ways we save money? Well, it's really complicated because, and this is where the first AD comes in. Our first AD on the fix is Terry Zinn. So we're in constant communication with him about where on the schedule there's a hole where we might need to put something. Mm -hmm. Like if there's a location where we put another scene, we'll try to move a scene there to make things easier and cheaper. Or if there's a location where we're too full, we try to pull something out or cut yeah. So that we can make our days in that location. And an AD is an assistant director. The first AD on a pilot is like the god of the pilot. Yes. <laughs> I guess. And he has a very hard job. Yeah. Uh, because things are constantly changing in order to try to save money. And he's got to keep track of what's happening when and where. Essentially, we just prioritize. I mean, we go through and we just start with the easy stuff, cutting, trimming the fat, And then um, it just gets harder and harder. And there's for sure you end up cutting things you love and things you feel you need for the story, but you just can't afford them. I'd say the last thing to go is something where we feel like if we take this out or change this, it will hurt the show to such a degree we feel like it could compromise our chance of getting picked up to series. Right. I mean, ultimately, that's always the question. (laughs) What is going to make a pilot that people are going to watch and say, I love this show uh, I want to see this show. So if it's something that really like cutting a big character moment where you know if we don't have this character moment, audiences aren't going to have a chance to connect with this person, that will try to save. And act breaks. Yes. You know, like we have, I would say in this pilot, extremely strong act breaks. And that's the moment right before you go to commercial. Right. And if we 
compromise on those, we're really, really going to damage the final product. Right, because you want those moments because that's what keeps people tuned in and coming back for more. Yeah. So that's kind of how we think about it. And it's a constant discussion, not with just us, but with the other um, executive producers, with the director, with the line producer, with network and studio executives. I mean, it's just it's I mean, TV is a collaborative medium. We talk about it all the time. So it's really a group conversation. And what's interesting sometimes is that the studio is the bank and the network is the buyer. So there will be times when the bank wants you to cut something and doesn't want to pay for it, and the network is saying, no, that's something we need. So then they have to resolve that. Yeah. That's what we call above our pay grade. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But great question, Mahan. Yeah, thanks for that. Okay, Sarah, it's time for this week's Hollywood hack. Yes, this week's hack is Rent the Runway. This is going to sound like an ad. It's not an ad. It's not an ad. This is just (laughs) something we think is wonderful. Yes. Okay, so Rent the Runway is an online service that provides designer dress and accessories rentals. It's really easy to use. Our friend and producer Lori Zacks did Rent the Runway for this wedding that she went to. And oh my God. God, she looked amazing. Yeah, we had no idea she'd gotten her dress, which I think was a Bagley Mishka, if I'm saying that right. But we saw a photo of her on Instagram. We were like, Lori looks stunning. Amazing. And when we saw her, we're like, oh, my God, that dress was, like, insane. And she was like, it was Rent the Runway. And we were like, this is a revelation. because. Unfortunately, it points out that really expensive dresses do look better than not so expensive dresses (laughs) because, I mean, Lori's dress popped. It was stunning. It it really was Truly, yeah. The thing is, I mean, when you're young and you have to go to all those weddings, Sarah, and it's all the same people, so you don't want to wear the same dress over and over. I mean, this is an incredible solution. Right. Like, can you imagine in our... 20s if we'd been able to go to rent the runway and not have to buy all those dresses. Oh, it would have saved me thousands of dollars that I did not have. Not to, to mention the stress yeah. of like, you know, having to go around to all these different shops. Yeah. So, I don't know, we're just like very excited about. It. What we need is to get invited to an award show where we need yeah. like a $7,000 dress yeah. and we or, can go to rent the runway. Or going to wedding days or generally over. Yeah. Which I like. I know you like weddings. I love but. weddings. <laughs> so rent the runway, guys. Lori Zacks looked amazing, and you can too. That's right. <laughs> and that's it for this episode of Happier in Hollywood. Email us or send us a voice memo at happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and please subscribe if you haven't already. Thanks to our producer, Jennifer Lai. Also, thanks to Kristen Meinzer and Andy Bowers of Panoply. Thank you to Gretchen Rubin. Happier in Hollywood is part of the Onward Project. Get in touch. I'm on Instagram at Liz Craft and Sarah is at S. Fain. We also have a Facebook group. Search for Happier in Hollywood on Facebook to join the conversation. Until next week, I'm Sarah Fain. And I'm Liz Craft. Thanks for joining us. It's a fun job. And we enjoy it. Oh my God, I'm looking at the Rent the Runway website. They uh-huh. have a Monique Lullier that you can rent for like $105. Wow. I wonder if they do wedding dresses. Oh, I don't know.
Why? Are you getting married no, again? No, well, no, but you might get married someday. <laughs> <laughs> 